much problem. I mean, big time re resistant, resistance to what they're trying to do for God. And it took about 20 years to get the temple built, but they never finished the walls. They never rebuilt the walls. They never fixed the gates. So here we are, the city of the great king, uh, the apple of God's eye is sitting in ruin. It is a reproach on God. It is giving God a black eye. And, and, and Nehemiah, he is in a well, high-profile uh, position there in the captivity. And he hears about what's going on. He hears about the condition of the city. He hears about the struggle of the people. He hears about all that that's going on. And, and listen, he, he, he has a desire to do something about it. Nehemiah chapter 1, we find that he, he gets a burden. Nehemiah chapter 2, he asked the king, I want to do something. I want to get these walls built. I want to get this and taken care of. I need God's name to be glorified, not a reproach. Say amen. amen. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Uh, are are, the, are the, the, the graduates back here, or are they in the audience? They're scattered abroad. Uh, in, in just a moment, I want you and, and all of them to come up here. In, in, right about the middle point one. Can I do that? That'd be all right? All right, all right. Uh, boy, it's good being the boss, isn't it? Amen. It's great. Amen. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Here's the deal. We are in chapter 2. Nehemiah, he's already got permission from the king. He's got provision from the king. He's got protection from the king. He has made the two-month journey all the way back to Jerusalem, and he's gone and he surveyed all the work that needs to be done. Now, after he surveyed all the work that needs to be done, he's meeting with the people, and that's where we are in Nehemiah chapter number 2. All right, verse number 17. Verse 17. He's having a pep rally. He's having a, a, a motivational speech, if you will. He says, we need to get these walls done. We need to get it fixed and get it taken care of. He said in verse 17, Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress. Say that word with me. You see the, the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the good hand of my God, which was good upon me. What is that? That's called a testimony. He is motivating the people by telling them what God has done for him. And he said, also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let's all read it. Let us rise up and say it again. Let us rise up and build so they strengthened their hands for this good work. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness, your kindness to us. And Lord, your will being done. Lord, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I got to go quick. I got to go quick. So I need you to listen quick. I only have a few minutes. So I'm going to do this. I'm just going to just like that. Can y'all say that? All right. Now. They got the wall done in 52 days. 52 days. I mean, a record-breaking time. This job, now, when he got there, they said, it's impossible. It can't be done. This is an impossibility. You're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of resources. You can't do this. Anytime somebody stands up to do something for God, you mark it down, somebody's going to tell you you can't. Period. That's just, I mean, so when you get that resistance, just say, whoop, that's God. Because somebody's going to say something about it. Somebody's going to have something negative to say. And so here they are. God has put in Nehemiah's heart a great challenge to build a great work. Well, here at Temple Baptist, we've got a challenge. We need room desperately. We need a building. We need the land. And God has already provided the land. Now let's get the building. 
Let us rise up and build. It's not going to jump up by itself. It's going to take all of us to get it done. Now here's the deal. This is, this is what I've seen. How did they, how did they, how did Nehemiah take a discouraged group of people who've already tried it before and it has failed, already tried to do it before and it didn't work, how did he get this group together to the point where they finished it in just a short amount of time? Watch this. Three things. Quickly, write this down if you're taking notes. Uh, remember, here we go. Number one, I want you to see the purpose that mobilized them. Everybody has to have something to drive you. I go to work because I get hungry every day. That's a motivational force. Now, if you don't think it's a motivational force, don't eat two or three days. That's why Jesus said, if a man don't work, don't feed him. Because he knew if you don't feed him, sooner or later, he'll get hungry enough to get busy. Everybody needs something to drive them. Everybody needs something to have a purpose in life. We need something to work for. And their purpose was this. In that first verse we read, he said, don't you see the distress that we are in? Don't you see the conditions of the city? Don't you see the, the, the rubble and all the destruction that's around you? You know what had happened? They had gotten so used to living around the, the ashes and so used to living around the rubble that it just became a part of their life. And you know what happens in the American church? We get so used to the brokenness. We get so used to the sin around us. We get so used to everything that we get desensitized to it. And we can walk by hurting people every day and not even realize, hey, we've been called to help these people. And we have a great purpose. We have a great purpose. I, 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 was, I was preaching for uh, uh, Life Recovery Friday night. Life Recovery is our, 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 our program to help those with addictions and those with issues and brokenness and, and hurting. And, and, and I was preaching down there. And man, I tell you what, my heart was broken. When I saw the people that were in such dire need, the people who had so many hurts and wounds in their life and so many people with these issues, and if you get, if you get snobby today and say, well, I tell you what, I'm glad I'm not like them, maybe what happened to them never happened to you. Maybe you wasn't abused when you was a kid. Maybe you wasn't beat up at home. Maybe you, are, are y'all with me? Hey, if it wasn't for the grace of God, we'd all be down there. We have a purpose we have a purpose. The reason we're building is not because we want a bigger building, not because uh, we want to show off, and not because we... No, we have a purpose. We have a cause. So I tell you what, that don't mean nothing to me. How about this? Let's try this. All you graduates, y'all come up here a minute. Y'all graduates, seriously, come up here. I won't embarrass you, I promise you. You're only going to have to sing twice. Sit, no, I'm kidding. I won't make y'all do anything except stand and look pretty. Some of you fellas going to have to work on that, amen? Come on up here. Now, stand, stand in line. Come on, guys. Quick, 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 quick. Is anybody good at math? Because I'm not. I'm just going to tell you. Amen. All right, let's count them. Let's count them. Anybody got to count? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right, move down some. Move down some. Move down some. All right, all right. Who's good at math? Who's good at math? Uh, uh, 15. How many we got? 15. All right. The national average... The national average right now, right now, 77%. I know some of y'all breaking out your iPhones as I speak right now. I need 77% of 15. Somebody give me 77% of 15. How many? 
Is that, is that close? 12? All right, let's say 12. All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. All right? All of y'all go sit down. If the status quo in the American church today stays true, this is all we got left. Seventy-seven percent of all the young people that grow up in church by their first year in college are gone. Now, I don't know about y'all. But that's not going to work. This is not acceptable. I, I love them all. I don't want to lose any of them. 77%. You see all these kids? Didn't they look pretty up here? Now watch. All of, all of, all of these kids, all of these babies are going out into a world that don't care nothing about them. A world that is kill or be killed, every man for himself. A world that doesn't care about God, doesn't care about Jesus, doesn't care about them. Now, if this don't motivate you, I can't say nothing else to you. You say, what's the big deal? The big deal. The national average in America, the national average churches in America are losing all of these. We have to be different. We have give them a hand. Y'all stuck with it. Amen. Amen. Come on, guys. The rest of them abandoned us, but y'all, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Look, guys, what's it going to take for us to see we're doing a great work? All you got to do is come on Wednesday night. Amen. Just come on Wednesday night. There's people everywhere. That's amen from the Lord. Yes, it is. Hey, come on Wednesday night. Do you realize TSM right now, they've already outgrown that building, and they've had to go to two services on Wednesday night just for the teenagers. Yeah. Hey, I come in here, and them little people, Little people, they run. When I walked in the gym, it's like they're going everywhere, 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh. They scare me. Them people that deal with that, they have to be taking pills. Amen. And they're just out there smiling. Hey, Richard, how are you? I'm like, what? And they're just everywhere. This whole property is covered up like ants with young people. We're doing a great work. We're not playing church. We're not having some religious activity. We're changing lives. We're helping people. We're reaching youngins. We've got to reach them before the devil does. It's better to build children than to rebuild adults. And I need every adult say amen right there. We're doing a great work. Can't you see? Look around. Look around. 
This, this city needs us. And we need the room bad. We're doing a great work. We see the purpose that mobilized it. Then number two, don't you see the partnership? The partnership that gave them the ability to do what they needed to do. Listen, the purpose that motivated them, the partnership that mobilized them. I want you to look in chapter 3, real quick, chapter 3. Verse number 2, chapter 3. And, and, I, and don't be in a hurry because it's flooding outside. We'll just preach till it quits raining. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Look at verse 4, or chapter 2, the first four words in chapter, chapter 3, verse 2. Just look anywhere in the Bible. It's all good. Amen. It's all good. However we need to do this. Amen. Them poor teenagers, no wonder they're in a mess. Amen. Help us all. Now watch this. First four words. Read it with me. And do you realize that phrase is found 31 times in this chapter? Next unto him, next unto him, next unto him. In other words, a man, one man was set and his responsibility was this part of the wall. So one of them partnered up with him and said, I'll take care of this part of the wall. Another one came beside him and said, I'll take part of this wall. And another one came beside him. In other words, one man can't get the job done, but we together can get it done. There was diversity. There was a difference. There was people contributing and everybody contributed. That's what made the difference. That's what made it the other day. The other day, somebody sent me a picture. Somebody sent me a picture, and, and, and I, I wanted to show it to you. I want to show it. Look at this picture right here. Now, I don't know if y'all know this, but this is, this is convicts in the making right here. That one on the right is pretty good, but that one on the left belongs to me, and that one's corrupting the one on the right. Amen? Now, I saw this picture, and this is, this is, the, this is what we do. This is what we do. And, and anybody, when you first, you start, oh, Isn't that cute? Right? Because you say, you say, all right, it says, the sign says, if you can't read it, it says, lemonade uh, sale, Temple Baptist Church, new building, $1. And everybody say, isn't that? Now, see, I need them to have 1 million customers. Amen. <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, but we look at that. We look at that and we think, ah, ain't that cute. And I thought that. When I first saw the picture, I thought, ain't that, that's precious. And then God says, you're not getting it. So what do you mean, Lord? He said, do you remember there was another young man in the Bible who had a lunch? And when he brought that lunch to the disciples, do you know what the disciples did? Oh, ain't that? So how you know they've done that? Because they told Jesus, what is this among so many? They just thought it was a cute gesture. But you know what Jesus did? Let's say, let's say this. Let's say that lunch costs $5. Because you can go to the dollar, uh, dollar menu at Burger King and, and you can get, say amen right there. You can, you can about get lunch for $5. Let's just say that. Let's put it in our terminology today. So he took a, a $5 lunch that, that is, oh, that's cute, and, and, and fed 15,000 people. 15,000 people. Uh, 5,000 men, not counting women and children. You know, they had litters back then. Say amen. 
So it was approximately 15,000 people. And so God turned $5 into $75,000. What's the point? The point is this. God showed me through this picture, there is nobody in here that is without ability to contribute to the cause. And God wants to use everybody. Say it with me. God wants to use you know my, my favorite thing about Temple? And I love everything. I love everything. I mean, this is my favorite place on the planet. I would rather preach right here than any place in the country. Any place, I'm telling you, any place in the country, I'd rather preach right here. And I love this place. I love the music. I love the atmosphere. I love the people in this place. I love the ministries of this place. But there's one thing that stands out in my mind that I love more than anything else in this world. One thing. And that's this fact. There's no big eyes or little U's. There's no, there's no two or three families in here that's trying to run the show and has to have their way and wanting to run every. That don't happen at Temple. If that's your attitude, you don't last long at Temple. Because we are all on the same team. This is not a dictatorship. It is a partnership. We are working together hand in hand. Everybody with a small part of something big to do something great for the glory of God. We need to give God praise and glory for the partnership in this place. And there's diversity in this partnership, but there's disappointment in this partnership. There's disappointment in this partnership. The Bible says in verse number 5, watch this, and this is everywhere. I don't care where you are, this is everywhere. Verse number 5, and next unto them the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles put not their necks to the, the work of their Lord. What does that mean? They just too sorry to do something. They thought they was too good to work. You know what irritates me? Not much, but there are some things that do. Is when I got sweat dripping off my nose because I'm working and somebody's standing in front of me with pom-poms. Now, if you're not going to work, don't stand there and watch me work. Are y'all with me? Do you know what he's saying here? He said there were some people that brought discouragement because they were not willing to help. And we don't need that kind of spirit at Temple. If you're a spectator, you're just going to get in the way. We need participators. We need people that will be active, involved, and willing to reach out and touch these teenagers and willing to reach out and touch these broken people with addictions. Reach out and say, hey, let me do my part because we all have a part. Amen? Amen? Amen. Last of all, quickly, what did we see first? We saw there was a purpose. There was a purpose that motivated them. There was a partnership. They worked together, and that mobilized them. And I want you to see this. I want you to see the passion, the passion that memorialized them, that helped them to, to, to spread the fame. The Bible says this in, 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 in chapter uh, number 4, verse 6, I believe it is. It said, the wall was finished to the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. Now, what's that word mind? It means heart. They have a heart for it. Their heart was in what they were doing. Can y'all tell my heart's in this place? Man, I love this place. This place is my life. And if you put your heart into it, it will never be a sacrifice. It will never be work. It will never be toil. It will never be a drudge to do. But you got to have a heart for it. So how you know? Let me tell you this and we'll, we'll pray. Uh... 
There was a story of a man in the Bible who was real sweet on, on this lady. And, and they had a custom in that day. You had to go to the, the, the father, and they made arrangements for this wedding to happen. But he said, in order for you to marry my daughter, you've got to work for me seven years. That is in Bible days. Amen. Boys won't work seven days today. Amen. Seven years he had to work for this lady because he loved her so much. He worked those seven years, and at the wedding, the father tricked him and gave him the ugly sister. Yeah, it happened just like that in the Bible. I'm not embellishing this a bit, not embellishing this a bit. Uh, I can't even really tell you what the Bible said about her, but she was, she was not the pretty one. Say amen. He had to work another seven years to get the one that he had worked for to begin with. Now, the moral of this whole story is this. The Bible says that these years, 14 years, he labored for this woman. It seemed as just a few days for his love for her. What does that mean? His heart was so much for her that all that labor, all that toil, all that work seemed like just a few days. What's the point? If we'll put our heart and we'll get a heart for this ministry, and we'll get a heart for these teenagers. We'll get a heart for these graduates. We'll get a heart for these little people that's running around on Wednesday night. We'll get a heart for those that have been broken by the world and trying to restart a new life and trying to put the pieces back together. I guarantee you this, it'll be the greatest day in your life when you get a heart for the ministry of God. And all God's people say it. Father, help us to get a heart. Help us to have a heart for the Word. Help us to have a heart for the work of God. Help us to put our heart into this ministry in such a way that we continue to see lives changed, people helped. Lord, the broken, mended, and put back together. God, I pray for your will to be done today. I love you and I thank you. And God, I just want to honor you for a moment today. As every head's bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. I want to ask all those that will, all the temple people, if you're a member, if you're a, a regular attender, doesn't matter to me. If you're an occasional attender, I want you to join me in this altar and let's pray that God will give us a heart for this ministry. That God will give us a heart for these teenagers. That God will give us a heart for what we need to accomplish in this praise. Just come on, find a place in this altar. We're going to pray together. I'm going to pray for you. You're going to pray for me. Come on. Ask God to give you the heart that we need to accomplish the task that God has given us. Yep, it's a big deal. Yep, it's a big task. Yep, it's going to seem impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And we need to have the heart to get the job done. Find a place in this altar. That's it. Come on. Come on and let's ask God to help us today. Just find a place. Find a place in the, in the aisle, in the altar. Oh, God, help us. Help us. Lord, we're here today. Lord, we need your heart. We need your eyes. We need, Lord, your mind. You said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We pray that you'll give us a heart for ministry. We pray that you'll give us a heart to get the job done. God, we pray that you'll give us a heart to sacrifice. God, give us a heart to work. Give us a heart to labor and to serve you. God, I pray that you'll move in an awesome way. Lord, help us and give us what we stand in need of. Lord, I pray. Lord, we, we've got a task ahead of us that's big. This thing that we've got to do, this building we've got to build. Lord, the, the job seems so big. But God, I'm glad you are a big God. 
And we can trust you. We can believe you. But first, we have to have a heart for it. And I pray that you'll give every person in this room a heart for the broken and a heart for the needy. And I'll praise you and thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. You pray all the time you need to pray. Help us as we sing. This is the invitation. If you need to pray, come on. forgive me. If you need to be saved, come on. I need your grace. We'll take a Bible and show you how to be saved. 